Hi, we're Calvin Louise. And you're listening to The Itch. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to The Itch. My name is Casey. My name is Dan. And I'm Aaron. And this week we are scratching the itch to get incredibly international. <laughs> we spoke with the band Calva Louise, all three members, Jess, Alison, and Ben. And they have quite the story and they have been to and from quite a few places. And so, honestly, we were just really excited to have some cool people with some super cool accents. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> well, what I really learned from this interview, too, is that not only did they do so much stuff together and all in the sake of, you know, for the playing music and like, they're very dedicated to each other and they're very dedicated to playing music. So that I, I really loved this interview because you could just see their passion. Yeah. When you Jess in particular, you know, she kind of, the story kind of starts with her and it's like, you know, since a teenager, she was like, I'm going to make music. That's my thing. And then just kept taking steps and moving to different places and meeting different people and kind of assembling this dream, learning new skills, all kinds of things. And so now they've got this act that is, in my opinion, working quite well. Their their mixtape, which is a topic we will get into in the interview, Over the Threshold is out. And I, I think it's fantastic. Their sound keeps evolving with each release and for my money, improving. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And... This is one interview where we would have loved to have uh, more Zoom time, which we'll hopefully fix that for next time. But they they were just very talkative and open and honest and kept going and until we had to wrap it up. <laughs> Except Ben, we're going to get you uh, out of your shell more next interview, Ben. We promise. Yeah, yeah, we're coming for you, Ben. Next time. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I this is funny to me in listening to them talk and in listening to the music a lot of their songs you know because they have this sort of like international experience of living in countries that none of them were born in so sort of this like foreigner perspective just about everywhere they are to some degree or another and so uh, so many of their songs are really about managing to stay true to who they are and where they came from and to not be taken advantage of by by systems or people that that might seek to do that for someone who seems vulnerable, right? An outsider who who may not have all the advantages of somebody who is from a place. Yeah. At the same time, they're so friendly and kind and laughy. I just the, the whole time they're talking, I'm like, these guys are like the world's sweetest little revolutionaries. <laughs> <laughs> you're not gonna mess with them. You're not gonna you're you're not gonna mess with them, but you will laugh with them, right? And you'll have a good time with them. <laughs> well, and one thing that I hope listeners take from this is never underestimate the power of just finding like-minded people that you really get along with and and can achieve your goals and dreams because that fits them to a T and they're the type of group that you just root for because you want them to do well. Agreed. Very well said. <laughs> Yeah, if there's ever a band that that is the embodiment of finding your people, it seems like it's these guys. Yeah, and and traveling the world to do so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're based out of the UK. We're really hoping to see them back in the US in 2024. Hopefully with the oxymorons. More on that later. With anybody at this <laughs> point. <laughs> so without any further ado, here is Jess 
Alazan, and Ben of Cavaluis. We are joined here by the entirety of Calva Louise. We've got Jess, Alison, and Ben all spending some time with us today. And you guys have kind of rocketed up our radar over the past year or so. I want to say you were initially a like Spotify recommend discovery for me, which is I found so many great UK bands that way and and ones that you guys are very familiar with. It's the same way I discovered uh, Trash Boat, Nova Twins, Strange Bones. I know you guys are good friends with. So like the itch is going to have to get across the pond at some point because there's a lot going on over there. Like, <laughs> uh, yes, that's amazing. Nice. Yeah, but I think so do we. I think we discover a lot of artists like that. Like personally, just I think the algorithm is all really well made. Where you just, you know, you get really nice stuff like offered to you, and you're like, wait, this is great. Let me look it up. So yeah, <laughs> behind that, for all the flaws of streaming, it does do the trick when it comes to introducing you to good stuff. That's for sure. Most of the time. (laughs) (laughs) So we've we've been following along. We've been hearing the releases you guys have put out, all these singles this year. Um, They're great. So much so that I was like, okay, like I said, I'm in Chicago. You guys were playing Riot Fest. You were one of the very first bands on the very first day. I was like, I'm getting there early to make sure that I catch these guys. I did. It was fantastic. It was so much fun. Thank you. We can we can get more into this if you want, but I'd never seen anything quite like that. The sliding keyboard situation you have going on there. <laughs> we'll, we'll have to link to the video about that. I know you had a TikTok that kind of made the rounds about that. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure yeah, everybody right. else sees yeah, <laughs> <use> it too. <laughs> yeah, Riot Fest is extraordinary, extraordinary like for us. Sorry. Extraordinary. <laughs> yeah, it was it was amazing. Like because it was a dream dream festival to play. So it was so nervous beforehand, I think, to open, you know, the one of the main stages that was like, so thank yeah. you. Thank you for your support. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you yeah for thanks for coming yeah. down. <laughs> I forgot that note. You're on the main stage. That was really cool. I think I saw you guys hanging out on the main stage, catching other acts throughout the day, too. If I, yeah, if I, sorry, I was like, I was, was I watching? Uh, I want to say it was Code Orange. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I was like, hey, yeah. I saw those guys earlier. Like they're <laughs> hanging out over there. <laughs> literally uh, everywhere we could we would just like be side stage and watch the artists like at different stages because it's you know it's such an opportunity like so many amazing bands that we love all together in the same place yeah it's like you gotta you gotta make the most out of it you know and and yeah it was brilliant brilliant well i hope they bring you back again for that one that would be great so now you've got you've got a release over the threshold is is coming out Already one of my favorite albums of the year, and we've we've all had a chance to to hear it and and have got some not only positive things to say amongst ourselves. It's why we wanted to talk to y'all about it. Um, Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thanks. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> so the the risk of having a, a band on is you you kind of learn quickly when you do your research what 
they've talked about a lot before, what they're always asked about. And so ideally you want to try to pivot to other places, but at the same time, there are some things with certain artists that are so vital to the essence of who there are that it's like, we need to talk about this because it's just, it's too important not to. And one of the biggest things for you guys is, is exactly how multicultural you are coming from three different countries, meeting in a fourth. I saw you in a fifth, like it, we've done an interview series we called a little while ago called itch international. And you guys are literally probably the most international act that we've ever encountered. <laughs> so maybe I won't ask you to tell the entire story, but I'm fascinated by the idea that you guys, some of you met as teenagers and you've been not just a band, but really like roommates and like world travelers for most of the time that you've known each other. Yeah. Yeah. Can you speak a little bit to that experience just, you know, as yeah. a, as a, a trio? Been <laughs> through a lot. <laughs> yeah. Like we're not just like bandmates that just meet once a week to practice as yeah. a bit more than that. So Jess grew up in Venezuela. I don't know. We'll start here. And yeah, then, that's a good start. Yeah, and then it's a whole story before that. But, uh, I guess. Uh, and then Jess moved to France when she was sixteen. But yeah, but let me tell you. Oh, yeah, that's that's fine. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, because um, I was leaving. In Venezuela, but I couldn't do music and like I couldn't, uh, you know, there, there wasn't, there weren't any places that are like in the films that you see in the US, you see in England, specifically in England for like the pop culture or bands playing in pubs. Like every night there's 20 bands around the block and they're playing. Uh, so you don't have that uh, really and um, I didn't really have anything to lose. I got a message from a, a girl that was living in uh, in France. She was my friend. And she said, my school looks like Hogwarts. And then I turned, I remember <laughs> turning around to my parents and being like, I don't want to be here anymore because I don't have a future doing music here. And my parents, like, um, I didn't say anything to anybody from the school, like nothing. Like I just left. I, I evaporated. And uh, I left my dad, I uh, went to live with his parents and I was alone in this city. I went to live with nuns, like with a, an anonary. Mm -hmm. And that school that was exactly like Hogwarts, that's where I met Alison. So that was the, <laughs> that was the uh, so I was living in um, in the non things, you know, and my, my mom was in Venezuela. My dad was trying to find a job. Uh, so it was pretty difficult, like, because you know, they didn't have any more money and anything. And uh, and I remember being in school, being like, well, my plan is to go to England at 16. I already you know like I this is just just, you know, like the little I need to learn English first. So I come here. I mean, I know French is fine. Um, and then I met Alison and I was like convincing him being a band with me, being a band with me. And then <laughs> um, after we finished school, we did like a year of uni. And then I was kind of it was kind of like a huge meeting, like between Alice and me and my mom, because my mom was like, are you going with her to England? Like, you're going to go <laughs> this stuff. And, uh, and Alison was like, yeah, well, fuck it. <laughs> is, there, is it not, not like that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it sounds, then, like, sounds like you, like, from a very young age, knew, like, okay, I, what I want to do is create music. And it seems yeah. like every move you basically made since then has just been in pursuit of that. What gets me closer to doing exactly what I'm trying to do here? Yeah, 
I feel like a lot of people in the uh well because we had to learn English like Alison didn't speak English at all right um before we met Ben and uh even to come to England just Alison and me Alison and his twingo he he had his his um license his driving license like he you know at 18 and then we we came yeah, here it was pretty wild like because they had no money we didn't know anybody in english we didn't know we didn't know the language like and, we and yeah and i couldn't speak english you could speak yeah, yeah a little yeah, bit, a little bit. enough to get by and but super naive we're so wild. naive we have so many like uh got scammed go we were almost like squatted a lot like it was really it was pretty hard like we, we rented like a tiny room and we we're sharing a bunk bed. Yeah, like, we're sharing a bunk bed. Yeah. That's you know, that's how it's, it was well, sounding. A lot a lot of like things that were very like harsh, even for the fact that, you know, like we we didn't have like family and even like going to France, like my parents were struggling and things like that. And um, you know, already it's coming like from one country to another and then from another country to another country the culture the cultural shock is really big to adapt to yourself so i went through it twice alison went through it once so it was kind of like i already was kind of a little bit prepared of like what it was going to be but the difference was that coming to england was to us the the dream and i feel like a lot of people take that for granted the fact that you're already there where music you know and, and especially the music you love like you know like rock music like metal music uh like the what we want to do is like that's the that's the pubs that you so we go to a pub and that's how we met, uh, met ben like just going around and uh it, it took us years just to be able to have a place to live because i lived in like 10 places in london like just squatting uh whoever could have me a bed in peckham we lived in catford Alison was living in ben's parents garage like it like for like you know I was living with a family like taking care of kids and things like that and uh and the thing with London like when you know with places that you don't know anyone and you don't know how no you know something when you don't know anybody in the music industry you just period don't know anyone it's like how you survive to be able to continue what you love doing and uh so for for you it took us like so long just to be okay now we can be like learn how to do music and uh and then when we met ben we kind of convinced him as well we went to germany <laughs> we're like come with us we can't <laughs> live here anymore. and uh and uh and so it became kind of like a really hardcore nomad lifestyle uh where you just get a lot of punches but you keep standing up like you you, you yeah. keep being like well i mean that didn't kill me so i'm fine <laughs> yeah yeah constantly evolving yeah and that that comes through so much in, in all the music one of the things that drew me to the music is is the lyrical themes that 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 you guys kind of repeatedly go back to is if, if it's not directly about the experience at least it'd be very relatable to anybody who is a migrant a refugee just a traveler in general someone who has been uh, moving from culture to culture and trying to, as you say, you know, adapt and survive and also, you know, retain who you are in that experience at the same time. That's exactly it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for listeners that those are literally that's literally the theme of of third class citizen, uh, among others, is the idea of, of adapting who you are, but continuing to maintain your integrity in, in difficult situations. That's great. Yeah, yeah that's that's yeah. perfect uh, synopsis of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well 
And Convo Louise, you guys are very creative in not just music, but you you have several music uh, kind of uh, artistic endeavors. Uh, you know, and your creativity shines through not just the music, but also um, you have comic books. I believe you have ongoing story through the music videos. So I'm just kind of curious, like relating this to the age old kind of debate, which came first, the chicken or the egg, which artistic venture tends to drive the others is it the music or the videos or the story. Uh, well, the story came first. That was the the beginning. Since like when I was in Venezuela, that was like uh, doing doing this story, like making it together. It was very abstract, so it's really hard. To, you know, if you don't have the abilities or like people that understand you, you can't just manifest the the what you're trying to say into something that people would concretely understand. So when we formed the band, already I feel like just by uh, I don't know, like we like magnets. We understood each other, like being kind of okay. Well, we stuck with each other now. Like it's uh-huh. you found, you know, you found the people. Like it's so that's how I felt like a little tribe. Uh, now it's kind of like build because um, a construction site. Like it's building the foundations, um, and the music is one of the mediums. It's like the concrete, you know, and yeah. then the videos is the pillars. The I don't know mm-hmm. how you say that. The the yeah. white. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, and that's and that's kind of like what the the band uh, it like moves. It doesn't move forward. It moves kind of like more upwards. That's that's how we we feel like it. So that's why things are really recurring because it's the same story all the time, just a different level. Right. So the the we we kind of like the what the story was kind of uh it it's an important thing, but nobody really cared apart from us, and. Um, we didn't know anybody that had heart to be kind of like, okay, well, uh, let's work as a team or things like that. So that's what I learned doing the videos because nobody was going to do them. Uh, <laughs> at like, and then Alison as well, like with the camera, like, uh, and, and Ben, like we, we all kind of like know how to help each other uh, when, when we create something and we all have like tasks that contribute to building this, this structure. Don't know if that makes much sense, but that's how. Oh, yeah. No, it <laughs> yeah. makes makes total sense. Yeah. Speaking of of things that are like a style choice, we wanted to ask about the choice to format it as a mixtape versus a LP or an EP, and and how that looks different in the scheme of things. So, what was the what was the choice behind that? Well, I think mostly because it's still an independent release for a start, so it was very much DIY. Mm-hmm. Uh, 100%. It, yeah <laughs> <laughs> like self-produced self like a friend mixed it for like yeah pre- super cheap yeah, um, but like yeah it was like very much with the means we had it's not a, not with the label not with the investor investor whatever so it's kind so, of yeah so yeah it feels like you, you can't really call it an album because it's not it's kind of putting a label on it that with too much expectation and it's not okay. you know it's not ready to be, I mean, it's still we're still proud of it. Yeah, oh, yeah. So like, it's like, a, like a transitional in yeah. style as well, and, yeah. Sound, yeah. and like I guess it's a little bit shorter than a traditional album as well. So yeah, I mean, you can't have eight track albums, but like you know, it, yeah, it's mainly. <laughs> it was it was also because like when we were, um, I was writing the songs. This is what we were doing. We were kind of like mixing this the concrete and putting the things all at like, kind of the same time, and there was no kind of the you know the team was very just the three of us 
uh, like, okay, I've finished this bit, now go record the bass in the kitchen, and then, you know, like, uh, Ben, what would you add this double kick just right there, like, really quick, and it was, it was, I'll finish the stems and send it to our friend, Mazare, who, who co-produced it and mixed it, um, and then, like, it, it was, and it was kind of very, you know, very, it would sound like, very fake story you know kind of like that you know when you watch a film and then like school of rock and then they all play instruments perfectly and the band sounds amazing you know and things like that you're like that doesn't happen you know like it's you know it takes longer than that but because we know each other so well for everything we've been through we became this little factory uh and the thing is that uh never wanted to call it an lp because uh, we've been signed before and uh, and things didn't work out the right way and things were really, I felt like there we were a bit naive um, and then feeling like uh, it, th- th- those were albums, but they weren't really, you know, it was not even the, the kind of like uh, what it, you know, like what I thought it would take to make like albums. Like, it felt like a lot put put in our backs kind of like that. So we said, when we do like a third album, like an album, that's gonna be like with, like in in Spanish you say con todos los hierros, like with everything, with everything put in it, uh, with a team full of people, like of of the best people, you know, and things like that. And I'm not saying we're not the best people like to, (laughs) but uh, but we are are like uh, self, you know we're not inside of it like we're not inside of that industry so it's just uh this is just a compilation of music <laughs> done in the bedroom in the kitchen you know like uh, um our friend mixed it i learned how to do some computer stuff made a video you know like it's it's uh... <laughs> very diy yeah 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 yeah, yeah. uh we wanted to congratulate you on signing with mascot records that's an awesome Awesome thing. Yeah. We have a couple friends that are on that label as well, the Oxymorons. And not a long time ago, like on Monday. It, uh, on Monday. Last week. Last yeah. week? Yes. Nice. You guys definitely need to go on tour with them. They I was they literally have so much energy. <laughs> I was literally thinking that like two days ago. I was like, these guys need to need to play shows together. That's what needs to happen. I'm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Sick, yeah. Yeah. I don't know who email. <laughs> <laughs> We're good friends with them. We'll we'll t- we'll tell them to do it. <laughs> we'll take care of it for you. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. So nice. We're pretending we have a lot of influence. We don't, but <laughs> we are very capable of putting thoughts in people's ears, though, and seeing what happens. So, yeah, oh, that's, yeah, yeah, that's amazing. And it's actually like one of the first thing we sort of noticed about Mascot when we sort of looked into it, because when we first started talking, we were like, oh, these guys are here. Maybe, you know, it, yeah. that good. Yeah, let's let's have a look. Let's have a proper look. Yeah. Like yeah. We, we like them already. So yeah, yeah. now thank you so much. We we really love the the how mascot are like all the team is just wonderful, yes. Ama- amazingly human. You know, like mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people are I don't know. You know, they're kind of bit of walls and, and <laughs> yeah. Well, I wouldn't say like I don't know if shady, but more kind of like I don't I don't think you understand there's a, there's how a, this works. Yeah, there's but, a, uh, yeah. condescending. Uh, a lot of, yeah. Yes. Yeah, but. <laughs> Like, like music, musicians are like very stupid or something and it's like <laughs> i mean people in general i think we are all a bit stupid but like 
<laughs> I, 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 you, yeah, I don't think you know what I mean. It's kind of like uh, you don't think we can do math, or you know, right, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The Oxys always have great things to say about their label because especially with their most recent album that they put out, they they allowed them the artistic freedom to do what they wanted. And I think it's going to be a great fit for you guys because you guys, you know, don't really fit into any kind of niche. And so hopefully they they allow that same freedom for you as well. Yeah. No, absolutely. They already they already did because Yeah. uh We we really get along with yeah. Yeah. like what seemed to be their process and you know so far we're all very happy about just what everybody has to say about the the album or the upcoming projects Of with course, them. right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's one thing we wanted to touch on real quick. We wanted to ask about the evolution of your sound because the previous albums kind of were more the garage rock or kind of poppy or or just have a different vibe. But this this project. is a lot heavier and more metal oriented. So kind of speak to the evolution of, of your sound over time. Yeah. Yeah, well, so I'm going to say because we already come from three different countries, so we grew up listening to same genres, but di in different fonts, you know what I mean? Like it's, Uh, yeah. uh, so like already there's, uh, this is the thing, like I think we're very open to to every style of music and it's like subgenres because when you listen to Spanish uh, rock in Spanish, some people are like put off just because it's a different vibe, you know what Yeah. I mean? If it's not like super Latin, you know, it's kind of like, well, this is not Latin enough for me. There's no Bad Bunny enough in there, you know. What I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And it's kind of like, no, yes, no, no, that's amazing. But yes, we, you know, there's 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 bands like like rock metal bands that um they're they're just amazing, and there's the same quality as like the English speaking ones. But the the I I noticed there was a bit of a of a disconnect, which we the three of us between us. doesn't doesn't exist that disconnect because Alison will show us uh, a French rock uh, French metal like or you know like things that are uh, you know hip hop hip hop like French and in French and things like that and uh, we we really really appreciate everything like from it uh, so when we started doing music we had so much influences that went a bit beyond the genre It went kind of like in the language barriers and things, you know, like that kind of the the too many. And I think that that was a good thing. But uh, when we signed the first time in England, uh, the label we signed and the manager we had, they didn't like the heaviness. Like they're like, you got to be indie and you got to stick to a thing. You're too eclectic. And we're like, we don't know, you know, so, okay, no, understand. But you know, we recorded rhinoceros in two weeks. Uh, like literally, it was very No, you were two weeks, not. yeah. Yeah, it was ten days. It was it was very rushed. Ten days, yeah, uh, very rushed, and it was kind of like we were doing what we liked because we like in the music. But what other people were like, you need to be this. That's where you're gonna be. That's that's what who you're gonna be. If not, you're not gonna succeed. Uh, and little by little, you know, we we kept our mouths shut because. Well, well, you know, like it gave us money to a Hmm. little, Yeah. <laughs> little yeah. bit, at least uh, find the place, you know, where, you know, at least we were doing what we loved, you know, we're not, we were not doing jobs Yeah. that really uh, consume in our lives, you know, Yeah. so you can't say no to an opportunity, you, you can't be like, okay, we'll offer you a record, they're like, no, I'll wait, like, So we didn't have yeah. another opportunity. there's no option, we, we didn't have any option, like, what, what am I going to do, like, go back to Venezuela, you go back to France, like, what, what are we going to do? 
uh it's uh ben was working a job that you know like it's are we gonna what are we gonna wait for because this is the opportunity to get better at music to get better instruments so we did that and then um we always wanted to go heavy but there was not the opportunity the means the uh you know the who like who meet to help you find the studio to book a rehearsal space to you know even to buy a laptop because we didn't have laptops so you know i was uh, Alison gave me his laptop that his parents bought him when he was like no, 16 I bought it myself. I don't know what yourself yeah. when i was i spent i spent all my salary of youth work on my first oh, laptop yeah. 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 He, gave, he gave it to me so i could start learning logic there you go so it was like, yeah. you know, like as well as yeah, we have... I think we didn't have the also the knowledge, like you know, in terms of like gear, instrument, and sound, and it's like how do we, how do you, like, and how do you program and produce stuff on Logic? You know, how do you use the synth and the, you know, there's all these ideas. What guitars, but, what amps, yeah. what like yeah. you need to learn how to produce, like you and metal is really particular. I remember every sound engineer, but it, they were always indie. Also, like the surrounding. That's what also in France where we lived, we weren't. People didn't like. I, nobody that I knew liked the same music that yeah. we liked. But I liked the music they liked. Like, I loved their indie, their Arctic Monkeys, the Libertines. I liked that. Like, I was like, I, li- I like everything for real. But I also nice. like that. But I also like, but like, I was like, you want to come with me to a system of that show? No. Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, it's a, uh, you know, so we went, Elizabeth and me went to system of them, but like, search tanking, like, things like that. Worth it. Worth it completely. <laughs> But like, but like, it was kind of there's no there's no community that we met, and also you know because I analyzed this so much. Like people that grow up in a in a they have a, um, a hometown, you know, they have your friends, you go to school there, and then you build a community of like with the music you develop listening. I, until I met Alison, and never had that. None yeah. of my friends liked the same. It was with my dad, with my parents. We would listen. My dad would like show me System of a Down, Muse, uh, Radiohead. He would show me like bands that, and that was I was like, I need to go to England. Like Muse, Radiohead, <laughs> they're there. Um, and until I met Alison, like, and then uh, and then band, you know, and then literally, you know, you meet the people by gigging and you know, like the the community, the bands, you know, all that. But uh, you know, if, if you don't have that. It's really hard that uh, in you know you get roasted for liking things and you're like mm-hmm. a friend of ours you love metal music and we discuss and the other people were like roasting him for liking metal music <laughs> and you're like you know I see it now and I'm like this is no fuck those people. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're we're happy that you were able to to be on this path and and create this this music so. Yeah. Uh, so real quick, we just have two more questions. Uh, we call these burning questions that we ask every one of the artists that comes on our show. So what is a song or an album that changed your life? Uh, okay. <laughs> well, we already did, we already did I that. I did hypnotize mesmerize. All right. All right. That, yes. That's one. <laughs> yes. Oh, do you want one from each of us? Or two. If you've got a good one. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, I think for me, it's probably like... Uh, Meteora by Linkin Park. Yes, yeah. Probably like one of the really early Linkin Park albums. Um, yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, uh, for me, for <laughs> me, for me. Wow, there's so many. But uh, Origin of Symmetry is one of yeah. them. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah and do you listen? Well, I just said it already. Ah, you said wait. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Muse system and Linkin Park. You guys fit right down our alley. It's perfect. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So last question here. What's a dream tour 
that like if you were to build a like a mini festival like so each of you like pick somebody to play with what's a, what's a dream tour for you guys dream lineup or yeah yeah system. <laughs> yeah, i was gonna say here you go it can be the same if you want that's a good lineup <laughs> i would say i would say adding like a carpenter brute boy wolfgang now like you know yeah, Bowie's yeah. new project um uh, Cassiette, oh, Nova Twins. So yeah, there's yeah. so many. Uh, um, nice. who, uh, oh my god, this because there's so many. Bukovi. Yeah. Mazare. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, you need to yeah. do like a full festival. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. What about it? To, like, yeah. That's everybody. a good one right there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Venezuela and Band are our friends. I love them so much. They're the, oh, live. Oh my god. Wow. But Seta, Seta is uh, a band that uh, everybody should be listening to right now. Yeah. <laughs> We really appreciate your time and and it's been awesome. Oh, thank yeah. you, thank so you much. guys. Thank you. Thank you Likewise, so much. Great to meet it, you. We need to do it on, in life, in person. Yeah. Yes. When, if we ever tour wherever you are or you want to get to, just drop us a line. We'll get you in. Yeah. On the show. We so, would love yeah. to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sounds great. That was going to be yeah. my thank question. You so much, <laughs> thank you guys. We appreciate you. <laughs> See you in the US. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. So thank you very much for listening to the Edge podcast. My name is Dan. I'm Casey. And I'm Aaron. And until next time, respect, motherfucker. If you enjoyed what you heard in this episode, please subscribe and tell a friend about the itch. Check out the show notes for links about the episode, as well as our new music playlist and where you can hear us every Sunday night. And you can interact with us at itchrocks.com or on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Gmail, all at itchrocks, I-T-C-H-R-O-C-K-S.